everyone. Welcome to episode 105, Being a Friend to Yourself. Meet our mom, Kelly Hutchison. She is a life coach. She is a child counselor. She is a teacher. She's a parent coach. And she's a mom to us. She will teach you to stop yelling at your kids. She will teach you to get your kids to lesson. She will teach you how to never sleep with mommy guilt again. She will teach you how to be an imperfect mom. So you can help your kids be imperfect too. And have harmony in the home. So I love to start off with a little story or of course a quote and I have a little addiction. Well, I have a lot of addictions, but one of my addictions is to chapstick. And it just so happens that I have, for low, I probably have anywhere between 30 to 40 tubes in my possession at all times. Some are in my purse, some are in my car, some are in my pockets of pants that I don't wash every time, some are in my nightstand, some are in my desk that I'm sitting at right now. When I say I have them everywhere, I mean I have them everywhere. And probably vanilla latte is one of my favorites. Well, the other day I ordered s'mores, and there is a point to this, I promise. I ordered s'mores, which came with chocolate, graham cracker, and marshmallow. Some of you might have heard about this on Facebook when I posted about it, but I couldn't believe how much I love graham cracker. I mean, it was like, I love vanilla latte chapstick, and I like strawberry chapstick too. But this graham cracker chapstick was the bee's knees. It was the best of the best. It was like, oh my goodness, I have found my favorite of all time flavors. I've tried Skittles flavors. I've tried every brand. I've tried all the things. And graham cracker, chapstick, it is in the clear first place. And then I would say in second place is probably vanilla latte and a distant second too. So my love for chapstick, Lily likes chapstick too. Grady, not so much. David, not so much. My dad, I grew up on chapstick with my dad. He just has the plain Jane flavor. So you think, of course, when I have this excitement, I share it with everybody. I share it with my whole family. And they're just like, wah, 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 very much anticlimactic with my excitement. Lily, who's a fellow chapstick lover, she was like, that is the grossest, most disgusting thing I've ever smelled in my life. Yesterday, Grady and I were going to the beach. I put some on in the front seat and he starts gagging in the back seat, not even paying attention to what I'm doing. He's like, oh, what is that smell? Oh my, what is that? Oh God, what? And I'm like, is it this? And he's like, oh, and he's literally gagging. And he does have a strong gag reflex. He gags over literally everything. And he always has. He's 10 years old and he gags if I walk in the kitchen and I'm wearing a tank top. The thought of an armpit being in his vicinity, I'm just walking by in the kitchen. It's not like I'm sitting there with my armpit in his nose. Even if I'm dressed up for like, it's not like workout tank top, like dressed up for like an outing. Like I'm going to church in a tank top. He's like, oh geez, oh, I can't eat. Okay, I'll just go eat somewhere else. He cannot eat around tank tops because he cannot stand armpits, okay? So he starts gagging over the graham cracker smell. Now, all of this to say, I am beyond shocked that they don't love graham cracker chapstick as much as I do. And I'm beyond shocked that they don't love the smell because I literally put it up to my nose and cannot believe how good it smells. They do not share in that same love. Also, to get graham cracker, I have to buy the whole s'mores set. You can't just buy graham cracker by itself. I've been on eBay. I've been to chapstick.com. I've been on Amazon. I've been to all the places. I've been to all the Googles. The only way you can get graham cracker is if you buy the whole set. Well, I need probably five to seven for all my different locations to have them in my favorite spots. The pocket, the desk, the nightstand, the car, the purse, the junk drawer in the kitchen. I need probably five to seven places. But to get five to seven, I have to buy five to seven sets of s'mores. So if, let's say I needed 10 graham crackers. 
that means I'm going to have 30 tubes of chapstick. And even I know that that's too much. And I'm not really a big fan of the chocolate. The marshmallow is pretty cool. All this to say, I am shocked that they don't like my graham cracker chapstick, but I don't care that they don't like my chapstick graham cracker because I am not going to stop loving this graham cracker chapstick. There is nothing that will keep me away from my graham cracker chapstick. Now, why am I saying all this? I'm saying all this because I want you to think of someone that you love, that you admire, that you think is the bee's knees, that you think is the cat's meow, that you think is incredible, okay? Or you think highly of this person. And then I want you to think about someone else not liking that person. You'd be like, well, you're clearly either deranged, delusional, or crazy that you don't like this person because this person is this, 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 and this. Like think about your best friend or think about your sister. Like I think about my sisters and if someone didn't like my sister, I'd be like, what is wrong with you? You've got some problems. I wouldn't say that, but I might think that like clearly you don't know them that well because they are amazing and they walk on water and these are all the amazing things about them. I feel that way about my parents. Someone may not like my dad or someone may not like my mom. I'd be like, what? Are you crazy? You must not know them. But it's not gonna impact my opinion of them. I'm not gonna think less of my sisters if someone doesn't like my sisters or if someone doesn't like my parents. I'd be so confused. I wouldn't even be angry. I'd just be like, what? You think my dad's a jerk? Like, what? That is crazy. He's like the nicest human on the planet. Clearly, you don't know him. Maybe you saw him in a bad moment in Burger King, okay? He did have a Burger King tantrum a couple decades ago that we haven't let him live it down. I understand that. Maybe that's when you caught him. Maybe you caught him in a bad moment. But overall, dad being a jerk, no, that's a negativo. You obviously don't know them that well, okay? So I could go on and on. Someone could say, your husband, David, he's really got a temper tantrum. He's a wild guy. He's just so mean. I'd be like, what? You clearly don't know David. Like if I were to give you a hundred adjectives to describe him and I would describe him for a hundred adjectives, you must not know him that well. I know his middle name. I know him inside and out. Those things, not true, but that's okay. You have that opinion. I'm not gonna stop loving David because you think those things about him. Maybe you just caught him in a bad moment, but overall doesn't describe him. It's not who he is. It's not his heart. It's not his soul. It's not who he is at his core because I know his middle name. I know him better, okay? Keep with me here. Let's say you thought that about Maggie. I'd be like, okay, clearly you don't know Maggie if you thought bad things about Maggie or about my kids. I'd be like, no, they're incredible humans. Of course, they're flawed and awesome. They're not perfect, but that's okay. You think that you clearly don't know them that well. Sometimes I'll recommend a book and I'm like, oh my goodness, this book was amazing. You've got to read it. And then my friend will read it and she'll be like, I got nothing. And then she'll recommend a book to me and she'll be like, this is the best book ever. You have to read this immediately. I'm like, that didn't really resonate, but I'm still gonna love that author. And my friend is still gonna love the author or the book or how it impacted their life. Now, why do I share all this? I share all this because this is the same energy I want you to have when someone has criticism or a negative opinion about you. Because you will simply say, because you love yourself so much and you're such a good friend to yourself and you like yourself so much, You will just gently, in your brain, not be combative, and it won't matter. It'll roll off your back or roll off your shoulders, just like it does that my kids and David think graham cracker chapstick is disgusting. That's okay. They think that I'm still going to love my chapstick. Now people say, well, then you don't take other people's opinions. And what if you're a narcissist and not robbing banks and people have opinions? Okay, let's not go too extreme. We're talking about the average human. We're talking about you. You're pretty normal. Everyday, average Joe. That's who we're talking about. We're not talking about bank robbers. We're talking about you doing your best every single day. And then someone has a negative opinion about you. I want you to have the same energy of clearly you don't know me that well. Do you know my middle name? Do you know my favorite color? Do you know my favorite ice cream? If you know all those things about me and then you have feedback, I want to hear all about it. Tell me more. If not, 
That's okay that you have that opinion. It doesn't impact me and the way that I feel about me. Does that make sense? It's kind of like they were gagging over my graham cracker chapstick, but it didn't impact my opinion of my graham cracker chapstick. It actually made me very confused. Like, what? How can you not love this as deeply as I do? How can you not want 30 tubes in your possession as we speak? It was very confusing to me. So I want you to feel confused if someone says something negative about you online or to your face or behind your back and it doesn't represent who you are. You check your side of the street. You always check your side of the street first. You check your side of the street and you check your database of all the things that you think about yourself and then you allow them to have that judgment and allow them to have that opinion and it's okay for them to be wrong about you. They clearly don't know you like you know you. Then you're not so impacted and so laid out by an opinion being outside of what you think about yourself. So when you're a good friend to yourself, you treat yourself just like you would a good friend. How do you treat a good friend? So I asked the Googles, what are some traits of being a good friend? I want to know. I'm always trying to be a better friend. I'm trying to be a better friend to other people and to myself. 13 essential friendship traits. You want a friend that is trustworthy. So can you trust yourself? You want to be your own best friend. So can you trust yourself that you're going to do what you say you're going to do, even when it's hard? Just like you show up for friends and do what you say you're going to do, even when it's hard. I'm honest with others. Are you honest with others about your life and everything that's going on in it? Filter free. I'm generally very dependable. That goes back to I'm trustworthy. Are you where you need to be when you say you're going to be there? Can you depend on yourself? I am loyal to the people that I care about. That's what a good friend does. So are you being a good friend to yourself? Are you being loyal and dependable to the people that you care about? Because you care about you. So are you being loyal to you? I experience and express empathy for others. That's what a good friend does. Am I able to do that for myself? Do you give yourself empathy? Do you give yourself grace? Do you give yourself compassion? Just like you would to a friend. When they do flub up, when they do mess up, when they do break your trust, or do you beat yourself up? Are you beating your friend up? I don't mean physically, but with your words. No, you give your friend grace, compassion, and they're doing the best they can, just like you're doing the best you can. I am able to be non-judgmental. Woo, doggy. How are you on judging yourself? How are you judging yourself and giving yourself grace and compassion when you're a little hard on yourself, when you're beating yourself up? You can't get from point A to point B by beating yourself up. I promise I've tried. It is a long way of getting there. It's a very painful way of getting there. And it's very anticlimactic once you do get there. Am I a good listener? Are you listening to yourself? Are you listening to your voice? Are you listening to your heart? Are you listening to your head? Brooke and Jody Moore always talk about, I need to talk to myself more than I listen to myself. Are you talking to yourself? Are you having that inner dialogue? That's one that if they were put a megaphone on it and put speech bubbles above your head, would it be something that you're creating with consciousness? Now you can't create consciousness with all 60,000 thoughts, but what about most of them? What about a lot of them? Are you treating yourself like you treat a good friend? Are you a good friend to yourself? Because when you're a good friend to yourself, guess what happens? Not only do you love yourself, but you actually like yourself and you like being with yourself. So then you're not so needy and graspy with other people because you're filling up your own cup and then anything they do is extra credit because you know that you didn't even create yourself. You're a child of God. You're a child of the universe. God doesn't make mistakes. The universe doesn't make mistakes. You are not a mistake. You are not broken. You are full, you are whole, and you are complete. You were the day you were born and then nothing can take that away from you. No job, no scale, no relationship, no ex-husband, no ex-wife, no abusive parent. No one can touch that. It was given to you the day you were born and no one, no thing, no experience can take that away from you. And that is your greatest gift to give that to yourself and be that friend to yourself and treat yourself the way that you want others to treat you. And you will see all of your relationships flourish and grow and thrive because you can trust yourself. You're dependable. You have empathy and compassion for yourself 
You're listening to yourself. And most of all, you're non-judgmental to yourself. And that, my friend, is true freedom. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye. Hey, mamas, thanks for listening. If you had any ahas, clicks, or those lightning bolt moments while listening, you have to check out my free parenting boot camp where we take all of this to the next level and we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com. And if you really want to fill up my love cup, send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was, what was that lightning bolt moment while you were listening. I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me, which allows your kids to be imperfect too, each and every day. Thanks for listening.